everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Awaken. This is a special episode. We have a uh, couple guests in the house. Well, Jason's been with us before, obviously, but uh, we've got Dave Bennett, who is the district captain of the Ohio House District 98 of the Convention of States. And that's about all I know. I think <laughs> I think we're here to, to learn sure. about Convention of States, and Dave is going to give us some really good education today. I, 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 Convention of States uh, uh, is uh, part of the Article 5 of the Constitution allowed the uh, Congress to call for a convention to make amendments to the Constitution. And on the la- during the last two days of the Congress that uh, in 1776, the fellow named George Mason said, something wrong here. And he says, if Congress is corrupt, we have no recourse to fix things. So they made an amendment or changed the clause, the phrasing of Article 5, to include the states. So the states could call for a convention allowing uh, two-thirds of the states, which now is 34 states, to call for a convention to make amendments to the Constitution. This happened at the very end of the Constitution. And um, there was no debate about it. All the founding fathers got together and said, yeah, this this has to be done. And they didn't debate it. They just passed it right away. So it is part of the Constitution. And Convention of States, which is an organization I represent, has taken upon itself to call for a Convention of States. And as I said, we need 34 states in order to have the convention. That's two-thirds. Um we have 15 states at the moment that have already passed the resolution. We call it the resolution because all 15 states have identical uh, phrasing in their resolution. They want fiscal responsibility, term limits, and stop government overreach. So... Those 15 states, uh, I can't name them off the top of my head, but there are 15 of them. And we, I want, and we as uh, COS Ohio people, want Ohio to become one of the 34 states that passes a resolution. And right now we do have a resolution that's going through the hearing process in the state legislature. It's House Joint Resolution Number 1. And uh, it has sponsors, uh, it has supporters, and the district that I represent, Brett Hillier's district, uh, 98, I'm trying to convince him to support it as well. And that's where I am. I wanted to jump in real quick, and I have it up on my phone. I do have all the states that have already passed COS resolutions, so that's Alaska. And Arizona, Utah, North Dakota, 
Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and Indiana. So, and then like, if you get on the COS website, it really explains pretty well the states that are in active legislation. There's a map. Yeah, there's a map. Ohio is one of the states that are in active legislation for this calendar year. So I thought that was important to throw in there. That's good. Thank you, Jason. Sure. Yeah. So seeing that, um, those three things, obviously, every day when we look at our, our news articles and, and what's going on in Washington, these are these are things that affect us. Yeah. But many people don't know that, that you could actually change the Constitution and put these limits on the government. Yeah, uh, I'll have to agree. That's one of my pet peeves, because I think we have a generation or two of people who don't understand what the Constitution right. says, what it's about and how it came about. When I was in high school, I was taught civics and U.S. history. It seems we've drifted away from that. Civics is no longer taught, and history is somewhat interpreted uh, liberally. Yeah, And (laughs) uh, (laughs) does not allow uh, young people to figure out or understand why this is not a democracy, a pure democracy. Yeah, it's constitutional. Our founding fathers realized that pure democracies create trouble and strife and, in many cases, wars. Mm. Yeah. Because there's always a very fine line between the decision to make and so they came up with this solution and it's called a constitutional uh, or a, uh, a, a convention of states. Convention of states dope, uh, but we are a constitutional republic mm-hmm. and not a pure republic uh, or, or uh, just uh, uh, a um, demo- democracy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a constitutional republic. Yeah, a lot of and, people don't know the difference. And that gives each state the power and the um, authority to carry out their own governance. Right. I think that's super important now because we've seen, you know, and I, I think you alluded to that too. You got the president of the United States coming up there finally saying, well, there's no federal solution for COVID, which is what people have been saying you since know, March since, of since March of 2020. Right. So it, it's, it's more important than ever now to, to bring that power back to the state level. Uh, so that's why I, uh, Dave approached me oh, a couple months ago. So that's why I've chosen to personally get involved, went to a couple of meetings and we're talking about some of those meetings later on, I think. And, uh, I think it's a, it's a really important thing to get behind. And, uh, uh we're hoping that it takes even more momentum than it's already got. Yeah. We live in a very unique country that is ruled by the rule of law and yeah. not by a dictator or a king or a queen. Yep. Um, and that you had said, bringing the power back to the States. I think that the reason why that statement is true is because most of the people that are running our States and, and most of the people in the populace don't know that the States actually have the power yep. uh, to, to regulate and rule their own, their own areas. And so the, the money is what makes those lines all a little blurry um, that the states receive from the feds. And so yeah. they feel like they're controlled by the feds. But uh, I believe that what you're standing for in the convention of states is 
to be able to um, wake up our community to understand what was really written in this unbelievably awesome document called the Constitution. Right, right. It's not a document that's outdated. It's not a document that's inadequate, in my opinion. Uh, It's very, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it, and I think it should still be defended passionately and, uh, you know, by force if necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's amazing that people don't understand what the uh, founding fathers really intended. Mm -hmm. And that is the, um, the Republic. Right. And that, that means the states have the power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've surrendered, uh, a power. Sure. One of the biggest problems, uh, why the constitution has been interpreted the way it has been is the Supreme court. Mm -hmm. The Supreme court has used the commerce clause, um, of the constitution to reach in to the states and cause, uh, people to to behave in a manner that never was intended uh, agricultural department uh, EPA and things of that nature uh, have extremely uh, amount of authority and um, that's because the Supreme Court has ruled that they can so we need to uh, address that issue with uh, this overreach that mm-hmm. we talk about and states, uh, we Ohio has their own EPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, other states have their own um, that can run these programs, but the government uh, shouldn't be telling the states what to do. Right. Don't um, you think the concentration of power in Washington has made maybe the state agencies relax because they can put the responsibility on another bigger entity than them. Um, well, it's kind of past the buck kind of thing maybe, but it's really, um, it's, it, it's really that overreaching on the right. federal mm-hmm. governments. Uh, and we don't need it. Right. They don't understand particular problems in Ohio or Utah of course. or Nevada. They don't understand the way the citizens of those states understand their own problems. Sure. And for them to be dictating uh, to uh, Ohio farmers what to plant, when to plant, how to plant, how much this and that or the other, it's just... Uh, from Washington, D.C. is just not... Right. That's what the forefathers fled in the first place from from Great Britain because they were overtaxed. They weren't representative adequately. That's what they they went away from. And so you had people across the pond governing what was going on here. You know, that's exactly what we fought the Revolutionary War for. So, you know, I mean, I I think it's really important to... I mean, like you said, they put that in there. They put that in there for a reason because they saw... They're very wise people, obviously, and they saw what was coming. You know, power yeah. corrupts, and uh, they, they, they knew what we were going to have to deal with. Yeah, you know, that's the whole reason behind Article 5. Yep. And uh, that's, it ended up that some wise people at the very last couple of days of the, uh, before they signed the Constitution realized that 
that created a problem. Yeah. And at the end of the Constitutional Convention, uh, I remember a story about a woman who approached Benjamin Franklin and said, what have you gotten us? And he said, a republic, madam, if you can keep it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are at the place of, of losing a constitutional republic. Um, we've gone pretty much to an oligarchy in the, in the federal government. Um, thank goodness we have rules of law and, and we can hold that too. But that doesn't happen unless the people do this and stand up under the, the guise of the law and say, we need some representatives uh, to have these things. I wanted to go down through the three things again. You said, number one on this resolution that these states have passed and then others are about ready to pass was fiscal restraints. So it would be nice if we could have a balanced budget, right? Yes, right. it certainly would. <laughs> and quit printing money yep. Yep. to pay the bills. When you see the effects of inflation uh, right now. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. When you print money to uh, do, it's a form of taxation. Right. It turns, it uh, it turns the... Um, turns into inflation right and that devalues your dollar so right. you in in effect it's a tax absolutely mm-hmm. what did i just read 40 percent of the bills in circulation have been printed in the last like 14 months yeah yeah it's crazy right. what, what? The, the, the issue becomes yeah. what, what i'm looking down the road is the issue becomes when all those dollars come flowing back to the u.s right. because right now the world's buying up our dollars but if they ever stop we're in trouble yeah, yeah they're right. buying our debt right yep, yep. But uh, if they ever stop and all those yeah. billions and trillions come back into the U.S., yeah. you're talking, you're talking Zimbabwe yeah. uh, dollars yeah, here. Complete, yeah, they'll be littering in the streets. Yeah. Well, It'll be worthless. A baby born today uh, probably owes more tax to the government than the average person makes in a year. Wow, mm-hmm. if not worse. Wow, uh, it's just, uh, and we're placing this burden on. Children, yep, who when they become adults are going to have to be faced with this. Absolutely, and I, I think tremendous. I, this shouldn't be a partisan issue, but it is. Uh, it, one thing I wanted to mention about the COS, um, it's it's a nonpartisan organization. It isn't necessarily made up of Republicans and conservatives, even no. though obviously most of the people involved. We, we try to emphasize yeah, that. Yeah, we try to emphasize that. So it's not nece- it's not a it's not a bar- partisan action. Uh, and, and fiscal responsibility used to be and should be today not a partisan issue. Uh, right. but, but, I mean, you got people even on the right that, that just spend ridiculous amounts of money in the government. So it isn't it's strictly a Democrat issue, even though they're, the, in my opinion, the biggest uh, <laughs> perpetrators. But uh, the, the, the Republicans spend a, a bunch of money as well. That's, so uh, It's become obvious for, for me personally. I've been voting since 1960. Yeah with a um, firm belief that I was doing the right thing yeah, and things would get better. That's 60 years of right. voting. Right. And I think we are far worse off right. than when I started voting. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So Got I it. kind of, I, it makes me feel impotent. It makes right. me feel like, what what good is my voting right. doing uh, if if people don't realize what they're doing to this country? Yep, I think a lot of people feel like that. I think like a lot of people are disenfranchised with uh, the two party system, with the, the the government as a whole. Uh, you know, I, the federal government has way too much power, and uh, the, the, they're not worried about the problems and the issues that we face 
on a state and local level at all. And in this organization, I think fights that, which is why I'm so passionate about it. I was going to say another, another reason why people feel disenfranchised with their votes mm -hmm. is because we are being essentially governed by entities that nobody elected. Correct. Yep. You know, the CDC is making policies that we all have to adhere by. I didn't vote for anybody in the CDC. Correct. I didn't vote for anybody at Facebook to tell me is what it, I can and can't see as far as the news goes. An example of what career bureaucrats yeah. yep. can do. Yep. And this is what uh, the term limit clause of the resolution is partially about. We want term limits, not just for Congress, but for career bureaucrats, right. for Supreme Court, for other bureaucrats that seem to be in so entrenched uh, after. Well, a good example is uh, Herbert Hoover. He was the FBI uh, leader for so long, and he had so much dirt on so many you mean people. J. Edgar Hoover? Huh? You mean J. Edgar Hoover? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Jay, he had so much dirt on so many people that everybody was afraid of him. Yeah. So he, he couldn't be taken out of office. Right, right. He, he had to outlive his office. Right. Right. Yeah, it says it says the limits of members of Congress, appointed federal judges, including the Supreme Court justices, and for more than four thousand federal agency managers. Right, yes. four thousand agencies right. that are ruling and making decisions that are not absolutely oftentimes even voted. So right, right. so we're all worried about every four years electing the president. Mm. You know, every every two years doing a uh, midterm election. When a lot of these individuals are the people that are really making policy. And this is the, these are people that are not elected officials. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi comes to mind. She's an elected official, but she's been in government for what? 55 years or whatever. To have. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, Mitch McConnell on the Republican side, he's been in there yep. forever. And uh, it, it, you look at their bank accounts when they come in and then you look oh, at yeah. them now. I mean, these people are worth, you know, you know, millions upon millions of dollars and their salary is, you know, it's, it, it's not modest, but I mean, they're not making, you know, I mean, the president's Insider of trade. Right. right. Well, exactly. Especially in Pelosi's case, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it, so they then their, their policy decisions are going to come on their own interests and they're going to come on whoever's padding their, their pocketbooks. I mean, I, we've seen that time and time again, you know, so it, 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 we just got to get these people out of here because nothing's changing. And then you have more and more people that are just being like, well, hell with it. I'm not going to vote. And, you know, and it's hard to argue to that person to go, you know what? You should still vote. I, I'm not sure why, but you should still vote. You know, it, it's so I, I'm with you. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, there's gotta be a change. And, and I think this is a great way to do it among other things, you know, holding people accountable and <laughs> this holds people accountable. Yeah. I, uh, I've become passionate about it. Right. Yeah. If you have to worry about running for reelection over a, a, a amount of time, then you're going to, think long and hard about the people that you're supposed to be representing, whether or not that you, you're a, a senator, whether or not you're, you know, uh, a congressman, whatever else. I mean, you're, you're going to have to really be held accountable or people can vote them out. And we now, can see the value of this at the state level mm -hmm. with term yeah. limits yeah. and, and seeing that yes. the offices in, in states, at least our state, but, mm -hmm. um, that, that you can only serve so many terms. Now, some people jump the aisle and they go from the House to the Senate back Correct. to the House. And, and then the governorship. Then the governorship, so, yeah. yeah. But but other than that, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we have some rules in place and it does work. 
Yep. Um, and, uh, and so the last one there was restricting the power and scope of jurisdiction of the federal government. And uh, we talked a little bit about that. I think that um, we can see every single day when new mandates, new yeah. guidelines come down, yeah. the overreach of the federal government. Yeah, but, mandates, it's not federal law. No, it's not. You know, and a lot of people don't understand that. It, you you know, know, it's a, it's amazing. Uh, as a COS person, when I see or when something happens that the government does something, like uh, for example, uh, Joe Biden does something. So, does something? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, there are people out there who react. Yeah, and. There was one instant, I forget what it was, uh, whether it was um, Second Amendment or something, he, he made some kind of wild, ludicrous... Uh, oh, was that when he was talking about a shotgun? He said, just yeah. fire two shots of the shotgun, you know, out up into the air. But anyway, the <laughs> remember that? The number of people that signed the COS resolution, signed on to the COS re uh, resolution flooded our computer system, the COS's computer system. Oh, wow. And it damn near crashed. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we had to slow down on yeah. putting people, those people into the system. Yeah. It just went crazy. Yeah, and you, but you, unfortunately, you have to do the research yourself, which is why having you on here today I think is so important. Because you're not going to hear about the COS on mainstream news. Oh. You're not it, at all. It's going to have to be a grassroots effort. Uh, it's going to have to be people like like Rob and Josh that are doing this. Uh, you know, it, it, bringing this awesome form of media, real, actual, real journalism. Because it's, you know, it's a, it's a dying breed. There, there's like five journalists in the United States now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody else, it's, it's either toe the line or they're going to blackball you. But uh, this is how you get the information out here. And we had this great tool, uh, that's called the internet that's, that's been taken over and it's going to get worse. But as of right now, we still have the power to put this information out there. I mean, they can, the big tech companies um, and, and Silicon Valley and everything else, they can limit it, you know, kicking you off Facebook. Yeah. You know, I still don't see the, the posts that you guys, mm -hmm. you know, put up and I'm, and I'm involved in these podcasts, you know, and I didn't, yeah, I had no, to you're ask, in the Facebook group. Yeah. I'm in the Facebook group. <laughs> I, I, I had to ask Josh, I said, Hey, that one I did a couple of weeks ago, is it on? He's like, dude, I put it on that day. I, I didn't see it. Yeah. You know, I'm in the dang thing, you know, and I didn't, I didn't see it. So I had to actually search and, and it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So this is important for us to get out there and talking to the people that, uh, that they can't get this information anywhere else. Cause you're not going to see it on the six o'clock news. You're not going to see it on your Facebook feed. You're not going to see it in YouTube, you know, select, you know, suggested Unfortunately, videos. Unfortunately. Yep. Uh, COS has some enemies. Out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that real quick. I, uh, I find that interest, interesting. George Soros. Wow. No, wow. No, for, not Soros. For, for one, uh, is really uh, trying to uh, slow us down. Yeah. Disrupt us. I wonder why that is. Um, he doesn't want things to change. No. It, it rocks his ship. Yeah. So, yeah, that guy's, that guy's um, evil, but there's, evil man. Uh, there's other organizations yeah. out there that were, are chomping at the bit trying to get us. Uh, right. Let's talk, let's talk real quick. I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. I know, if, Rob, if you have a point. Tell us real quick about some of the op op opposition with the pro-Second Amendment people. When uh, everybody in this room well, is pro-Second Amendment. But I, I, when you told me that, I was very interested. I couldn't believe it. What, one of the uh, uh, 
issues of the Second Amendment uh, is that they have a, their own group of followers. Sure. And the Second some of the Second Amendment people are against COS, and their logic is almost uh, impossible to figure out. Right. Because they say that there'll be a runaway convention, and at the runaway convention, they'll put force, uh, forth uh, uh, resolutions and amendments that will take away gun rights. Well, there's no way that that's going to happen. Right. First of all, you look at the, the process itself. It takes the 34 states to call for the convention of states. Right. They pick their delegates to go to the state convention. Right. Uh, they pick as many as they like. Most states, uh, so far of the 15 that have already done so, is two to four or five uh, delegates. They don't have an overwhelming number of delegates right. uh, uh, sent. But some states, in particular, um, Indiana, has, has they'll be choosing their delegates, but they'll send them to the convention. And at the convention, if they start stepping outside yeah, the three, from those three, three um, resolutions that we've all mentioned, yep. if they step outside of those three uh, resolutions, they will be recalled. Yeah, but under penalty of law, too. Yes, they can be recalled and it's a third degree felony. Right. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so if they, so they if can they go get outside of the fiscal responsibility, term limits, government overreach, they can go to jail. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so I think you, mm. you might have some people that are almost like plants. My opinion of is like, maybe there's people that are like trying to spin the pro two a people, which yeah. like I said, again, everybody in this table, everybody in this room is, is strongly pro second amendment. I know that. Uh, I think they're trying to get people like, well, you know, you can't be uh, for the, the COS if you're pro pro second the, amendment. The whole idea behind that uh, idea that, um, that, will be a runaway convention right. is, doesn't follow yeah, logic. Yeah, there's no narrative. There's no logic behind that at all. And they can't call uh, for an uh, amendment. Right. It doesn't match that uh, right. has resolution. To be those, it, has to, it has to match those three. But they are so adamant about the runaway convention, and they don't seem to realize that it, it's almost a statistical impossibility right. for... Uh, not to happen. 34 states after the convention and all 50 states get together that they're going to have anything outside of those three agenda uh, mm -hmm. resolutions. It just, and at the convention, when they reach a majority of people who support one or another of the amendments, it gets sent back to the states. That is, 26 states say that uh, we want term limits. Right. It will go back to the states, and the state legislators and the state um, residents will be the people who decide on that resolution in that particular state. Right. And it will be done state by state 
by state. Wow. Until there have to be 38 states that pass it mm-hmm. in order to make it an amendment. Right. So that there, there's no way that would happen. You know, How uh, would you uh, get? Yeah, right. How would you get 38 states to overrule the second amendment? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, so so this is why education is so important. Yep. Um, I love I love the founding. I've studied it. I I understand a lot about it. But when it came down to having a convention of states, uh, when it was brought up to me years ago, um, I was like, uh, I don't want to open up the Constitution for any nonsense. Yeah. And so now today. I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, now I'm all in. But before yeah. that, I was like, you know what? I don't want to open this thing up. This yep. was a document yep. that is good. It's it's lasted for a couple hundred years, and why would we want to change it? But now that I know the the limitations on it, amazing. Yeah. So thank you for thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Well, it's a, it's it can't happen. Right. <laughs> a runaway right. convention. Yeah. It, it seems like they knew ahead. Of, like how smart these yeah, founders absolutely. were that uh, there's a, there's a book, um, article five, uh, law. It's, uh, Nettleson, Nettleson. I believe it's Robert Nettleson has written a book. It's a hundred pages to 150 pages long, but he is a constitutional attorney, uh, from Montana. And he's written this little short book to explain how the law that's behind Article 5 does not allow for a runaway. Right. Amazing. Right. Amazing. Yeah, I was just, I, I think that's really uh, important. Like what you just said, Rob, about, you know, you don't want to, you, you were under the impression we might open the Constitution to nonsense, but they already had this figured out that, it's not going to be open to nonsense. It's going to be, these are the three things that could cripple that is what's going on Mark, in America. Mark Meckler, who is a CEO of a convention of states, has made these uh, resolutions all identical. Right, right. If we had a hodgepodge mixture of resolutions, it, it, it wouldn't work. All 15 states yeah. so far, and Ohio's resolution is just like the other 15 states. Yeah, awesome. I wanted to say real quick and talk, like if you get on the COS website, there's a plethora of, of heavy hitters on here that have quotes uh, basically saying that, like, Rob, they're all in now. They're, they're into it. Just a couple of them that I grabbed, uh, Alan West. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, a uh, big name in the Liberty Movement, uh, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Uh, James O'Keefe, that guy, I don't know if there's anybody more important than him right now. Exactly. James O'Keefe said, I've dedicated my life to exposing the lies, criminal acts, and unethical practices committed by the deep state in Washington, D.C. I am under no illusion that these in D.C. will ever voluntarily give up, voluntarily give up their power. That's why I'm proud to stand with my good friend Mark Meckler and endorse the Convention of States project calling an article five convention of states will restore liberty and bring power back to the people where it belongs. That's huge. And then going to my, this is my guy, Senator Rand Paul, who in my opinion is pretty much one of the best we have in Washington. Rand Paul said years and years of abuse and overreach by the judicial legislative and executive branches of the federal government have obliterated and 
Gosh, I can't even pronounce that word. Brand's a lot smarter than me. <laughs> We've liberated the powers and, esta- and established by our founders and made a mockery of the 10th Amendment rights granted by the states and the people. That's why I support the Convention of States project to restore original constitutional limits on federal power by calling the limited convention to, per- uh, to purpose amendments to rein in our out-of-control federal government. So these guys, these guys are in, you know, they get it. I mean, these are people that see it from the inside out and they're involved in government in uh, whatever way. And then James O'Keefe, I mean, he's, the dude's made a career on exposing hypocrisy mm-hmm. and, you know, and media bias. So these guys are behind it. And that's pretty much all I needed to hear to put my myself involved to, to get a little bit more passionate and find out about what these guys are about. And like, like you guys just said now, as soon as I read, I'm like, wow, this is a no brainer. We, we got to get this going. We got to mm-hmm. get behind this. Yeah. yeah. And so many people probably watching are, are thinking, Okay, so now I understand it can't be a runaway if Mm -hmm. you believe that narrative or uh, you didn't know anything about it. What do I do sitting at home uh, watching this video? I, I, you know, anyone who's watching right now, what do I do if I'm in Seattle, Washington, if I'm, you know, in a state that hasn't passed this already, what can I do? And even in states that have passed it, you need to get on and and do it. But you got to sign the, the, uh, uh, there are organizations in every state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to sign the. What uh, you have to do? What's it called? What's the get word? Get on our website. Conventionofstates dot com, and go to the website, and you'll sign. A fee, uh, you'll see a place where you can sign a petition. Yeah, that's the word. It's not She's really petition. exactly <laughs> a petition, <laughs> as you might imagine. It is support for your state to pass the resolution the, that we've been talking about, the three-pronged resolution of term limits, fiscal responsibility, and overreach. Those three things, each state has uh, legislators that will support this movement. And you go to your uh, COS, act, uh, you can also go to cosaction.com and sign the petition. But mm-hmm. there's, there's two ways to sign the petition. Is that go on to the internet and get the cosaction.com and uh, you can uh, sign the a, petition. It looks like on, on the pamphlet here, there's also a QR code that takes you right to that. Yes. Um, so that's that's pretty awesome too. It takes you right to that. But uh, I I believe that this is the first step. But I believe and and we haven't talked about any of this before. I just walked in. But um, but I think the second step is that you as a convention of states representative or representative for the organization need our help in other ways too. And I think that that is by contacting our representatives in our state yes. and saying, Wait, we need you here. to sign on and be a supporter of this bill that's already in Columbus. What happens when you sign uh, the resolution, sign the, uh, a note, an email gets sent to your personal uh, house representative your, your Senate representative, and you can have the ability then to call them, text them, or email them through the resolution. But when, it, when you sign it automatically, those, uh, in, in this case of us here, Brett Hillier and Jay Hottinger get notice that there's another person 
that signed for the petition. And they have records and a file of people who have already signed the resolution, and they are paying attention. They know that these people who have signed this are their voters mm. because uh, they, we, we asked for their address, uh, phone number, so that we can tell their representatives that these are your voters that want you to do this. And, and my, my challenge is to everyone watching that you not only go there and have that email sent to them, but that you pick up the phone and you call them because we know, that. at least in Ohio, I mean, I've talked to our representatives that they don't get many phone calls. Uh, most of their job is calling others to raise more money to get reelected. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, what we need to do is turn that phone call around right. and say, no, no, no. Yeah, I signed that. I'm glad they sent you the email. I'll send you an email every week until you do this. And uh, I'm going to call you every week until this happens. And I can guarantee, at least in our state, if we would do that effectively as a people, in Ohio, in your state, if you would do that effectively as a people, just like you every week, you go do something on your list, you know, every month you go, uh, you go to the chiropractor, whatever you do, that's on a schedule. If you put on the schedule that I'm going to call my representative and say, you need to sign up for the convention of say, you need to support the bill that's already in Columbus or wherever your capital is. We have in I think Ohio, we see a big difference. We have in Ohio, uh, a website that you could go to. Uh, to find out where they stand on the resolution. Oh yes, you can mm -hmm. kind of see everybody. Okay, so that's awesome. So, yeah, so so if we're going to save the republic, which is what we're talking about, um, when when she asked uh, Benjamin Franklin, "What what did you give us?" He said, uh, "A republic, madam, if you can keep it." I think that this is the action of keeping it, yeah. and this is the action of saving this country yeah. uh, from nonsense. Convention of states, of course. But even, even after you do all this, um, I think that it's imperative that everybody watching, wherever you are, that you become active in your government. You become right. active by calling your representative, take your representative out that, for coffee, discuss things that are going right. on that they need to be in support of, and that get other been, people to do it. That has been a big problem with people. Yeah. They've gotten a bit lethargic yeah, about it. I just want to complain on Facebook. And I like <laughs> to say to people, we... The people can get this done. That's who will get it done. We, the people. Yeah, the first three words, <laughs> they still stand bold in my mind. We, the people. It's where the power, where the power should hold and where it should stand. And if we're not going to stand for it, they're definitely not going to correct themselves. No. And so, uh, so it's time to stand. It's time to make phone calls. It's time to sign up. I would love to see a few thousand uh, new signups on your website. I hope uh, so. That yeah. from, from this episode and, uh, and more representatives all around the country getting bombarded with action steps by their constituents. So thank you so much for the information and for coming on. Well, yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, th thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> I don't get this kind of opportunity every day. <laughs> yeah, I think that was huge to talk about the the truth, the reality of Convention of States and to address some of the misconceptions yeah, this. and to, you know, debunk some of those things that, you know, I feel like a, a lot of the, dare I say, misinformation is out there on purpose to prevent so people from understanding the truth about a lot of things. We don't get an honest break from the news media. No. <laughs> Why would you? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Was there anything else about convention of states that you wanted to address while we're here? Or did you, you think you covered most of it? Probably. Uh, Why don't you talk real quick about the meetings here locally? In oh, oh, that's I, a good I, idea. I, yeah. Um, I do uh, on Saturdays, not every Saturday, but I, I travel a lot. So that's one of my, uh, one of my um, problems with uh, having meetings. But I try to have meetings on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock at the Daily Grind in New Philadelphia. I will have a. I will be having in a meeting uh, this coming uh, January the fifteenth, uh, Saturday morning, at nine a.m. at the Daily Grind. So I invite anyone that is interested in this process to come and participate. At, uh, I started this with a group of volunteers. People. <laughs> Rob's using I'm the signing, QR code. I'm, I'm using the QR code and signing up, and I forgot my volume was on. The video automatically started. So, sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's we discuss just sort of like this. Uh, yeah. We did it at this table. It's kind of like a roundtable meeting. Yeah. yeah then uh, I start the uh, meeting with a pledge of allegiance, a short prayer, and uh, we go from there. And uh, I. I have a great group of followers. I have um, 80-some-odd people who have signed the petition as volunteers just in the two counties. I don't get all 80 at one time. <laughs> I get maybe 10% of it, usually. And there's over 1,200 people in Tuscarawas and Holmes County that have already signed the petition. That's amazing. I just so, did. It took literally two minutes there or you less. Go. And the video turns on, so if you're doing this, if, if you're doing this in a quiet place, make sure your volume's off. <laughs> right. But it, it, it literally only took. Well, a thank you for signing the petition. Yes. yes. Now, well, thank you for coming. Depending on where you live, if you live in Custeros County, yep. I personally will be giving you a phone call. Well, good. <laughs> I'll save you, save you more. And, <laughs> and I will be thanking you for signing the petition, oh, well. and I'll be sending you an email with instructions on how to contact your state senator and your state representative easy as amazing that. well brett's already in my phone so he'll get a text right away uh, he needs to support this and uh but thank you and sorry for the interruption but i wanted to see i wanted to show people how easy sure. it was i figured if it's a qr code it'll go pretty quick yeah, yeah. and that it sure did. did it did so uh that was amazing so sign up and uh there'll be some information on the it, show we like to say yeah. sign up Stand up and show up. Right? Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. What a way to end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for uh, joining us, guys. Jason, Dave Bennett from the Convention of States. Thank you for educating everybody. And uh, to everybody watching, Rob, why don't you give out the insider number real quick before we wrap? Yeah, so if you want to become an insider with the AGA Network, you can text AGA to 330-619-4497. You text the AGA to that number, you'll get some questions back to be a part of our insider group. And we'll connect you with things like hats like these and other things that you can uh, be a part of the AGA Network and support freedom around the world. And uh, we're excited that things are taking off. So thank you for all of you who are 
liking and sharing and connecting. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you're watching this, go ahead and smack that subscribe button and the alert so that you get those alerts uh, from what we're doing as long as we're on YouTube. But you can yeah. find us on pretty much every other network. Uh, you can find the AGA network. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Make sure you do the insider number because I don't know how long we're going to be on YouTube. We're on Rumble. Um, but, you know, go to AGA.network. That's the official TV network online on your smart TVs, your phones, wherever. Uh, you can watch everything we're doing. And uh, you don't want to miss stuff like this. The truth about Convention of States. It's really great information from somebody who knows the information. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you Our for pleasure. coming in, Dave. We appreciate it. And to everybody watching, uh, stay tuned. We got more stuff coming. Until then, make sure you guys stay awake.